0: Welcome to the Carolina Contractor Show with your host, Donnie Blanchard. Brought to you by GAF, the world's largest roofing manufacturer. We protect what matters most. And Mid-Atlantic Roofing Supply in Raleigh, a roofing supplier with a different approach. Welcome, boys and girls, to another exciting edition of the Carolina Contractor Show. My name is Eric Smith. Across from me, General Contractor Donnie Blanchard. Welcome back, Donnie. It's good to be here, sir. Thanks for having me week after week. Yeah, of course. And did you have a good
1: Halloween? I did. I did. A little scary.
0: It was scary for me, but for a different reason. (laughs) My son got to invite two friends over. My girls had... Two or three friends over, and then my wife invited all those parents right. in our driveway with a little uh, bonfire going on and giving out candy. At one point, I counted twenty-seven people in our driveway, and they weren't trick or treating; they were just hanging out there. Mm. So it was kind of scary for me for Halloween, but yeah, I still you made enjoy it. it. You made it. I survived. I made it in time <laughs> to get back to this show. I I had to take a day to recover. Well, we're not a, a Halloween show or not trick or treats. Well, we're actually, I guess, we do a lot of treats because the Carolina Contractor shows about your house. The inside, the outside, the top, the bottom, things you can do around your house. We just talked about having a, a fire pit. Right. We, we've talked about that before. Do you have a real one? I do. You've got have the s- real deal. I've got the little metal right. one you can move around.
1: I've got the a big one that we kind of dump all of our extra stuff in and let it accumulate for a while. And then I have the small one for when the girls want s'mores.
0: Years ago, I got an apartment, had a wood-burning fireplace in it. Mm-hmm. And one of my brothers asked me, Why'd you get the apartment with a fireplace in it? And my older brother said, so he doesn't have to take his trash out. He'll just burn it right there in the fire. Yeah. Today's topic on the Carolina Contractor Show is working from home. But before we get into that... Donnie, you had some uh, thank yous and information
1: about the podcast tied to it, right? Yes, sir, I do. I just wanted to say thank you to everybody who's been supporting our podcast for the last three years. We put a lot of time into this and there's a lot of content out there online and it's just an honor that you choose to give us your attention for 30 minutes. And uh, we've just got thousands and thousands of downloads every week. Uh, we got a lot more traffic when the COVID lockdowns happened and right. that, we just built on that. And now it's just fun to watch our downloads go like a ticker. And it uh, seems like everybody wants to dive into this topic or that topic. And I feel like we... uh When we script out the shows, you know, we have a really wide range of things that we talk about. Mm -hmm. So most people can resonate with one thing or another around their house.
0: Now, speaking of past shows, if you want to see some of the subjects we've covered, you can go to the website, thecarolinacontractor.com. There's a little podcast page there, and it doesn't matter what service you use or what you prefer. You can download it. We've got like a brief 100 and Some some shows uploaded there. There's also a place you can ask questions to Donnie. It's called Ask the Contractor. It's a little button you click, and we're taking videos. If you have a question about your house or your home or something, you can take a quick video and say, hey, I've got this problem. Just be sure that, one, there's no one walking around the background (laughs) or anybody in it you don't want in it, and give us permission to post the video so we can show other people what the problem might be. And it's interesting we're talking about videos in the background because that dovetails directly in today's show, which is about how COVID-19 has changed our work style, that we are working at home more often. Well, you can't, Donnie, with with Sure Top Roofing, but with my job, I went from five days a week in the office to once a week in the office, and I record and, and do all my work remotely since then. So let's start off. The the
1: idea of a home office if you're going to start working from home. My first piece of advice, if you are designing your home office or if you can build it from is you know, decide it, exactly what you want to put in there. And I think first and foremost, I would recommend investing in a really good chair. You know, you can get a, a nice office chair for less than $200 and um, also your desk area. You probably want to consider exactly what you're doing. Like I'm, For instance, I'm a contractor, so I have a 24 by 36 inch blueprint uh, laid out just about all the time. Uh, another thing that's been really helpful is, uh, an external monitor or two. A lot of people prefer, uh, more monitors, and I've also heard the flip side of that is that the extra monitor is a distraction. So whatever suits you, I would recommend just getting your equipment and building around that. And I tell folks all the time that you would be wise to establish a theme, and you want to establish a theme that gets you in the mood to work. So stars of the NFL. Right. I have a home office in my basement, and I remember how creative I was as a kid before life got hard, you know? So Mm -hmm. I did some things. uh, I put some sports memorabilia, you know, maybe some comic book stuff that I liked, maybe a couple swords that I collected things like that and so when you walk into my home office it looks like a kid's And It does so, Donnie but, showed me pictures Yeah it's uh, but it you know it did the trick for my creativity and I don't work there as much as I used to but when I did it was definitely helpful Another thing that I found helpful is I established a sitting area off to the side of my desk because when you're at work, you don't always have to be behind the computer. So if Mm -hmm. I had a good article that I had to read or had to review a uh, set of plans, you know, you don't unless you're uh, needing a flat space to write on, you could also put like a love seat or a couch in there that you could stretch out on. And I feel like that really helps stretch out the workday. No Mm -hmm. pun intended. I'm
0: probably going to get killed for this, but I'm going to go ahead and release a secret for me to record at home. I need a quiet room. And mm-hmm. the quietest room in my house is our walk in closet in the master bedroom. <laughs> you shut the door behind it, it is literally quieter than this studio. Yep. Because today we're in studio high top, of the seventh floor smoke tree tower. You talked about your surroundings. Yep. I'm just gonna go ahead and tell everybody you can be jealous. To my right is my clothes and heavy coats and stuff. To my left, my wife's lingerie. I'm not going to put up a picture, though, but yes, right. that's what is to my left every day when I'm, quote, at the office For at sure. home.
1: That's the most soundproof area in your house, and I think that's very wise. But I'm curious, how many commercials have you cranked out in your closet?
0: Five, six hundred. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Because I do them nationwide.
1: Right. I hear World you. famous <laughs> Eric Smith. So. That's why I got you on the show, man. Another thing that, that I posted on our Facebook page, uh, it's it's an ergonomic desk design height Chart. So you basically click on your height right there, and it details the ideal height uh, of the keyboard, the monitor, and uh, it gives you the option for standing or seated. A lot of people prefer to stand up when they work.
0: So I stand up in the closet surrounded by lingerie, I told everybody. The shelf that I was using was causing me to get a pinch in my shoulder because it was bad ergonomics. My shoulders were kind of hunched up high. So I made some changes on that. When it was at its peak, it was actually affecting not only my shoulder, but how I was walking because I was offsetting the the irregularities of having a pinched nerve. It took less than a week for me to change the ergonomics of how I was working at home, and it all went away. No Cairo, no doctor, no pills, nothing. So it's super important to make sure you understand the ergonomics of working from home.
1: Right. Another thing that I would prioritize for putting in that home office is a plant. Uh, People probably don't think about a plant until they're already in there and it's jam-packed with uh, papers, but uh, people have a natural desire to be connected with nature. So uh, scientists actually labeled this as biophilia. So mm-hmm. it's actually a good philia. Uh, but, you know, plants are proven to reduce stress. They, they supposedly boost your produ- productivity and your creativity, which is really important. Probably the best thing they do is they clean the air.
0: Yeah. Now, speaking of plants, don't put a, a marijuana plant in there <laughs> because it kind of goes to the next thing. When you're having a Zoom meeting from your home, you can't have Bud sitting behind you. It's all, you know, wrapped up tight and hanging out in the ends. People are going to see that. So you got to have a friendly backdrop in your home office. Usually we put photos and stuff, personal items. Right. Do be careful of photos if you don't want people seeing pictures of your kids. For sure. But what are some of the other things we can do for backdrops? Donnie? Yeah,
1: um, we'll say they make a virtual option and you can download templates. And you, I think Zoom actually has a thing that you can... Uh, click on that will basically eliminate whatever's in the background and you can choose some nice backdrops. But um, another thing that I do is I have an external mic everywhere, my office space, my home office space. And it just seems like that external microphone uh, transmits a lot better. It kills Mm -hmm. a lot of the background noise that you don't want the people on the other side of the Zoom call to hear. And uh, usually they're pretty cheap somewhere in the neighborhood of $60, $80. Now I use my production mic when I have Zoom meetings. Mm -hmm.
0: It's like it's an AKG mic. Right, It's it's like $1,500, right. and everybody else is talking through their computer speaker. Oh, so yeah. when we have Zoom meetings, it's like, how's everybody doing? Oh, we're doing great. So are we.
1: Eric, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Just dominate the call. Dang, right. It's funny. Um, lighting is another thing to take into consideration. So I have a foreground light that shows my face uh, on a Zoom call, and that way uh, folks can basically see who they're talking to. But I also have a much less background light, and that basically lights, you know, collectibles, Mm -hmm. photos, any kind of motivational thing that you have in the background. And uh, speaking of the motivational decor, I think that that's very important. You know, Bible verses, uh, quotes, or anything that's just symbolic that if you're on a call and you're kind of dazed out and just looking around the room, you know, those things are nice to have. And uh, more than anything, I do a devotional every morning. So uh, things like your anchor verse are just very important to Mm -hmm. read over and over. And uh, I was searching through Pinterest when we were scripting this show just to see if I could find any killer ideas. and. Uh, I saw a home office and a guy had a picture right in front of his computer that stared him right in the face and it said, go kick some ass today.
0: Mm. Yeah, that is motivational. But <laughs> again, you got to consider what the other people on the Zoom calls or, or clients actually true. Your boss might be perfectly fine right. with it and say, oh, that's cool. Or your boss may have given that to you. Right. But you have to think about your clients if you're talking to them, what's there. For sure. Now, another thing ties in is uh, is lighting. And one thing I noticed when we all had our kids at home, COVID. Yep. Turn on some lights. Fluorescent lights are bad, but you ever turn on your, your Zoom meeting or your Microsoft Teams meeting and you get that first view and you're like, oh my goodness, yes, this exactly. is scary. Lighting plays a an important role in yes. having not only good Zoom meetings, yep. but just your mental faculties seem to operate better when you're not, well, funny enough, what are we under right now, Donnie? Right. Fluorescent lights on a cloudy yeah. day.
1: <laughs> but what are some ideas on lighting? Um, rule of thumb is always keep your office lights indirect. So you don't ever want a light that blares in your face. And that's definitely a distraction and uh, not good for the longevity of the day. Um, Another thing that I do. Like you're being interrogated. Exactly. I create task lighting. So I have a separate lamp that's on my blueprint table and I'll get into that a little more uh, in the next segment. But the task lighting basically focuses or isolates light on something that you need to focus on. And um, it it helps me or it it demands my attention is a better way to word that. Um, you want to eliminate any kind of glare or shadow. So if you have a light behind you and you're staring at the computer screen and that casts shadows on whatever you know paperwork you may need to read while simultaneously looking at the computer screen, that's not a good thing. And uh, probably the most important thing is utilize all the natural light that you can uh, in the event that you have a south-facing window and so the sun just is unbearable. They make a thing called a solar shade. You can just look them up on Amazon and they're not very expensive, but uh, the magic of these solar shades is that they block... The sun rays, they block UV rays, but you can still maintain a view. So mm-hmm. we would call that semi-transparent.
0: Now, kind of ties into the, the Zoom meetings and stuff and your background and light. I would sometimes go outside because mm-hmm. you can't beat natural light. Right. And nobody had a problem with it. Now I have a swimming pool. I will advise you this. Don't do a Zoom meeting from home where you're, quote, working and right. you have a big pool sitting right. in the background because it sometimes looks like you're not. But if you can move a meeting outside in natural light, especially a sunny day, those are my best meetings I ever had because yeah. it's sunlight, it's fresh air. If the birds aren't too loud or the cats aren't trying to kill a rabbit or something behind me, it's a great way to just feel good about working. Right. Though I understand some meetings don't look like you're working if it doesn't look like you're in some
1: facsimile
0: right. of an office.
1: And you were talking about uh, you installed a storm door on your house this past week. And yeah. uh, if you have the option or if you're designing a home office from scratch or building it as an addition... I always recommend having a separate entrance then from the house because that mm-hmm. basically controls who can come in and out of there. And uh, also a storm door on that separate entrance basically gives you another huge window that will allow that much more natural light. And the last thing I'll say about the lighting is the bulbs are something to take into consideration. Uh, all the experts agree that the cool white LEDs are the best thing to have in your office. And the reason is they mimic daylight. And so supposedly that increases your serotonin flow. And it keeps you focused, uh, more alert, and energized for the day. So uh, if a light bulb can do that, uh, I probably need to put them all over the house. But
0: (laughs) Light can definitely affect your mood. And there are people that uh, get big advantages from having like UV lights installed and things like that. Now, if you have a room that you're going to take over as your home office, you might want to update it. And it comes with paint. And you might go, you know what? Tennessee volunteers, man. I'm a fan. I'm painting the room bright orange. Probably not the color you want to pick. Right. And you actually did a little research
1: on how you should yes. paint a room to make it your office. Right. As a disclaimer, I am a dude. So uh, interior color selection has never been my forte, but I'll nope. uh, just tell you what I read. And, Do you like uh, the off-white or the eggshell white? <laughs> whatever you say. <laughs> um, but common neutral colors seem to be the most popular for home offices. And uh, you know similar to the lighting, a lot of people believe that uh, the paint color has a positive psychological effect. And if you think about uh, the local gym, you know, Gold's Gym or Millennium or all those folks seem to have a bright yellow or a bright green uh, color scheme. And I guess that that makes sense because if you go into a gym that looks like a dungeon, you know, you don't want to stay there very long. So I
0: don't know if this is still the case, but back when I was a kid, there was a room next to the principal's office. So if you got in trouble, Mm -hmm. I only heard about it because I was the perfect child. But if you got in trouble, <laughs> they would put you off in another room to wait, right. either to cool off or be picked up. That room was painted an aquamarine bluish green. Ooh. And the reason was it would calm down kids. If it was fire engine red and you were right. mad, you're going to stay mad. Wow. So they actually
1: think about colors. They paint rooms and walls to calm people down. Oh, for sure. A lot of the stuff I read, they they all agreed that definitely color stimulates your brain in certain ways. Uh, some paints they say will lower your stress levels. Yep. And so totally worth it to choose a color that that's basically going to do that for you or, or keep you focused and still have a calming effect on you. Um, so what are those colors? Uh, well, without getting into specifics, the whites, uh, they say, if you're going to go with a whiter color, go with a, a warmer white or a softer white. And that, uh, supposedly limits your visual distraction, dark colors, like you mentioned in the, um, in the ISS room, there uh, <laughs> supposed to have a calming effect. And then of course we mentioned bright with the gym reference, but, uh, the bright colors are supposed to uh, increase your energy, your focus, and and maybe even your creativity, they say.
0: All right. This is the Carolina Contractor Show. We're about halfway through today's edition, and we're talking about working from home and home offices. We've covered things you can do from basic designs and backdrops and lighting, and we just finished up, as you heard, painting and, and the colors you can choose now you got to get to work. We've got the look going. You got to have a good connection. And it's not necessarily as simple as using your existing internet. And you might have found out during COVID, if you had all your kids home, we're having a bandwidth issue. So we're going to yeah. tackle some of those things right now.
1: It's funny because it hadn't been that long ago that my dad ran a business with a, a house phone and an answering machine. So right. we've come a long way, We man. sure have. And uh, this whole deal with the internet being the absolute necessity or the lifeblood of any office is just uh, one of those things that makes you realize that you're completely dependent on this from a working standpoint. And um, the one thing you want to do, if you have the option for an internet service provider that has uh, at least 100 megabytes per second download speed, that's uh, that's a really good thing, especially if you have kids. Uh, I live in a country area, and the only options we have are DSL, of course, and satellite internet, Country Internet. Uh, yes, exactly. If you have children, the DSL doesn't work very well. We looked into the Verizon option from our cell provider, and uh, it wasn't much better out there. So if you've got a kid that's a gamer and you have to work simultaneous with that, um, then, then that's something that you definitely need to pursue a faster Internet speed. Mm-hmm. Um the Wi-Fi boosters that people are, are so crazy about right now—you know—they're less than a hundred dollars. They plug in, and one thing you don't realize—and I realized after I wasted the money on one of these—that uh, it basically you have to pick up another network, so your phone doesn't automatically jump over to uh, the Wi-Fi booster, but it's—it's it's a completely separate network. Yeah, I had the same issue. We
0: tried that too. Those little plug-ins with mm-hmm. the little two antennas, and we didn't have luck with those at all. Right. So there could be something out. We just tried it before we updated our right. whole system. We had no
1: luck with boosters. A better solution, um, and, and we're going to have this gentleman on in just a few weeks, but he does all my security in my houses, and he is just a, a whiz at all this. And I called him said, Scott, you know – what's the best option here? And it's something uh, he used the acronym WAP. And of course, they made a not so famous rap song about that. That's right. Uh, And and anyway, not a fan. But uh, in this instance, it is stands for wireless access point. So Mm -hmm. Scott creates these hardwired wireless access points, which is basically a hardwired Wi-Fi router. And he would probably say I butchered the explanation here. Mm -hmm. But the, uh, the beauty of this thing is that you could set these up at multiple points in your house and Uh, they, he said that they use the same SSID. So basically wherever you are or what device you're on, uh, it just picks up the strongest signal. So basically you don't have to get on another network like we mentioned with the Wi-Fi booster. And it basically creates what they call a mesh network over your entire house. And just a really good thing to have. It may cost a little bit up front, but uh, it makes doing business from home a lot better. All right.
0: This is the Carolina Contractor Show talking about working from home and how COVID has changed all that and some things you can do to have a a home office that's uh, functional and let you work. And the biggest problem you have are distractions. And the goal is to stay on task and get your work done. Again, I referenced this earlier in the show. I would advise not having lingerie right next to you. (laughs) If you have to work in a closet, that's a distraction. It keeps you off task, but you really have to think if you want to stay at home and keep the gig, you've got to stay on task and stay organized. You talked about having two tables
1: even. Yeah from a contractor standpoint, we do a lot of our preliminary work with blueprints. And so uh, blueprints and architectural D is a 24 by 36, which is the most common. Architectural E is uh, 36 by 48. So um, I have a table that will accommodate either one. And of course, I, I went and bought a cheap one on Amazon, but I actually have a blueprint holder. And so it's a, basically, it looks like a grid on wheels and uh, I store all my blueprints there so I can access those pretty easy. And you mentioned distraction. I want to comment on that because mm-hmm. Uh, I actually have a distraction on purpose in my home office, and I basically have a little TV that's mounted in the corner, and I leave ESPN or some sports on on a really low volume. And the reason I do that is uh, it dates all the way back to college. My computer teacher, uh, my junior year in college, used to always tell us that uh, people assume that computers will wear your eyes out. And What's really happening is a white background, which most pro- programs have, actually dry your eyes out. So her rule of thumb was that every 15 minutes, we had to look away for 15 seconds. And that's how I justify having ESPN on in my office. But uh, I'll catch a, catch a word, and it'll make me look up at the TV, and it makes me remember to blink. And if you ever have any experience drawing blueprints, most of the blueprint design programs have a black background. And it's for that reason, because uh, the black is not as hard. On your eyes. And of course, mm-hmm. when you're drawing a house plan, you could be at that computer for eight hours straight.
0: And have you seen the glasses that help uh, reduce or block out the blue yes. light? Yes. My wife got it for the kids during COVID, like everybody else. And I tried them out just for fun. Mm-hmm. I think they are a positive impact if you yeah. have them right by your computer and you spend a long time in front of it. It just filters out some of the light that is glaring and, and just right. kind of gives you some eye fatigue. Now, it also should be a, a room or your office should be
1: serene. and calm to be able to work. Yep, it's funny you say that. Um, I I can't say that I personally have experience with all these apps, but I did some research on some things that uh, seem to be really helpful across the board for folks who work at home. And uh, the first app is called Serene and basically it avoids distracting websites, apps, Mm -hmm. and it silences your phone when you need it. Uh, Another one is called Tomato Timer. Uh, That's really good for time management. Uh, The next one is Daywise and Daywise uh, basically controls your phone notifications and you can do that individually in your settings, but it just makes it a lot easier to turn those on and off uh, as needed. Yeah. Uh, One,
0: one click versus
1: multiple. Yeah, exactly. Zapier is Z-A-P-I-E-R. And this is a neat one that automates repetitive tasks and uh, basically just like a personal assistant on your phone. That's better than Siri. Trello, T-R-E-L-L-O is something that I have used and that organizes your to-dos and your projects. Uh, iCare 2020 is a neat one. And that, Kind of goes back to what we just said. It looks after your eyes when you're working on a computer and it reminds you to take a break. And the last one I'll mention is stretch clock. And so that basically tells you to get up and stretch out and it relieves you from the constant sitting that often happens when you work from home.
0: Something that's important to me is when I'm working at home and recording, is I can't have outside noises getting in. Yeah. My neighbor, this time of year, I found out working at home, our new neighbor, Likes to blow the leaves on his yard during the fall every other hour, it seems. <laughs> Luckily, and again, the aforementioned walk-in closet, when I shut that door, right. it's dead silent in that area. But a lot of people don't have that luxury. So if you're in an apartment or, or something, what are some of the things people can do to
1: filter out those unwanted noises? I think the most effective way that I control sound when I'm working from home is... Um, Uh, If you have children, especially, you just got to give them the death stare, man. That, that, that sound prevention. You're a parent.
0: It's your God given right. It's actually in Leviticus. Exactly. (laughs) You can give the death stare. Um,
1: It's funny you mentioned apartment because I I was going to tell folks to take the apartment approach. If you want to get online and just Google uh, things that reduce noise in apartments, those are usually kind of uh, DIY things and they don't really cost a lot. And uh, in an apartment, that's an area where noise control is a real thing. So uh, I would do some research there and see if anything fits. Uh, The main thing is to address the wall where the noise would come from. So, if you've got a family living on the other side of one wall in your home office, then that wall, gosh, you can do a lot of things, but uh, they make soundproof uh, drywall, they make soundproof fiberboard. And if you're going to repaint the office to a color that suits you anyway, uh, it's minimal work to maybe just double up the drywall, or mm-hmm. if you want to take that drywall down, you know, insulating that wall cavity is definitely the most effective thing you can do. If you have a door that's on that wall, I highly recommend that the door be solid core, and even if you have to switch out the door slab to a solid core door, that's not a big deal to do. Another option I've seen is people install built-in cabinets on that wall, and similar to the clothes that hang in your closet being a good soundproofing right. agent, you know, a built-in cabinet that has a lot of stuff in the cabinets does the same thing because it blocks the sound, absorbs vibration and that kind of thing. Acoustical panels and wall hangings are another option there on that wall. If you're not going to add any sheetrock or do anything to soundproof, you know, those things do a better job than you would imagine. And they actually make something called a soundproof curtain. If you want to look that up, uh, they're not, uh, they're not very expensive and they seem to be pretty effective. Personally, I've never had any experience with these, but, um, uh, another thing that you don't, think about, but you can add a heavier carpet or a rug to that room and that will absorb quite a bit of sound as well.
0: We are not tax professionals. We are just going to talk a little bit about taxes, but do not, under any circumstance, make a write-off on your taxes because we said this, see a tax professional. Yep. But There are rules on what you can deduct for home offices on your taxes. Let's quickly go over that last couple of minutes.
1: And most most of this came directly from the IRS's website. I just wanted to double check because a lot's changed in the past year. Mm -hmm. Uh, But um, you have to calculate your home office as a percentage of your total house square footage. So you've got a 2,000 square foot house and a 200 square foot office you're only going to get 10% off of any kind of upgrades you may make to the home. So if you put new windows or new flooring, all that is legitimately tax deductible, but you just have to do it as the appropriate percentage. And uh, one thing that the IRS looks for is uh, you have to show that you use that as your principal place of business. And if you conduct business at another location, but you also use your home office uh, substantially, then it's legitimate. I was told the opposite uh, a while back that that you had to write off one office or the other, and of course I have office in two different cities and a home office, and um, basically all that as long as I do business out of all three locations regularly, all that's legitimate.
0: What are some other examples, Donnie?
1: Well, uh, another example, and uh, people don't realize, but if you have a uh, separate building where you do business out of, like we have a big storage building that we keep some of our leftover materials and that sort of thing, but uh, the building is legitimately a write off. So because I do business there, even though uh, it's an uh, separate building from a house or my office. So then, like a detach. Yes. Okay. Basically a detached so building. So you
0: couldn't use a, an attached garage.
1: Right. Okay. Um, uh, it depends on what you were using it for, but uh, okay. in most cases people have a freestanding structure or studio garage mm-hmm. or barn or something like that, this detached. And, uh, that is legitimate as a write-off as well. But, uh, like you just mentioned, you do have to be self-employed or at least a 1099 employee. If you work for someone else and have a home office, then that is not tax deductible, unfortunately.
0: And it's kind of the way of the at least short-term future of working from home, and it has many benefits for uh, people. A lot of people, surprisingly, when they got the opportunity or were forced to work at home, found out they were more productive. There's businesses that found out that they can get more out of their employees when they're working at home. Uh, Someone I know said it was life-changing for them because they used to work at the office, but now that they work at home, They are allowed to go pick up their kids after school Mm -hmm. and bring them home and get back to work. They no longer have to pay for daycare or after-school care. They don't have to take them in early if they live an hour away from their work. So they actually, the company realized their work is as good or more. They're saving money and they're happy. That's fine. Stay that way. Yep. So if you have any questions about the show or you want to look over this list, go to the website, thecarolinacontractor.com. Uh, More and more people working from home or working remotely, and all this is good advice. And you can also ask Donnie a question. Maybe you're going to do some redesigning of a house and you have a separate question. Please hit Ask the Contractor. And if you want to upload a video instead of just typing out your question, please do that. Again, just give us permission to use that video and talk about that video on the show. So I hope this information was helpful. Next week, we're going to do a show, Just Questions. So go ahead and submit yours now. Maybe we'll answer yours on the Carolina Contractor Show. Thanks for listening to the Carolina Contractor Show. Brought to you by GAF, the world's largest roofing manufacturer. We protect what matters most. And Mid-Atlantic Roofing Supply in Raleigh, a roofing supplier with a different approach. Send your questions to thecarolinacontractor.com.